All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Average Podcast. I'm Victor. And I'm Gina. How's it going? Uh, I'm tired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I overslept. Yeah, I was supposed to call you probably 30 minutes ago. I stumbled out of a um, a nap, so so to speak. So, um, but everything's cool. How about you? Hanging in there. Days are still blending into the next. Um, still stressing out. <laughs> Nothing much. Mm-hmm. Same, same old, same old. It's not like we can do anything. So there's not much going out or anything like that. I mean, you could go out. I don't want to. The numbers are spiking back up in Jersey, so. Like when? In Jersey, Hudson County. So I'm not about to, even like groceries, I haven't, thank God I like did enough groceries for like a month and a half, but I don't even feel like going to do groceries because it's just like people are not taking this seriously out here. What? Like... So you haven't stepped out the house since last week? No, no, no. I go like like yesterday. I went to a car dealership or um. Oh, Jean, I got that money going, son. No, I'm broke. Um, <laughs> uh, where else did I go? I go <laughs> so places. You're in the car dealership. I, I go places. No, I go places. What? You was lost at the college dealership. I'm surprised. I'm so, like broke people don't go to college dealerships. So. Oh my gosh, we were buying another car. But I'm just saying, man. Like, how does someone broke? You went in there with a <laughs> with a cup. Like, yo, just please donate to the cause. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just you know I go places, but. I don't spend like places where it's just a lot of people. I I, t- I try to stay away from that, like the supermarket. I'm just like, nah, I don't feel like going. Like they have open, um, what do they call that? Open dining, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go sit near these people because it's it's funny because yeah, you get to sit outside, yada yada yada, but you know you're still within six feet of the next person and who knows if that person took care to wash their hands or who knows if that person has it or doesn't have it this and the third so but yesterday which is funny enough um Soleil wanted to go someplace with her friend to Seaside Heights and I remember I spoke to you about it but it was just like she hasn't seen her friend in like so long since this thing started basically since March right? We're in August. So I, I just kind of felt bad. Initially, I said no, you know. Mm-hmm. Even... And then so off, B. You so <laughs> Initially, I said no. Me, I'm like, why? Like, no, I didn't ask me? you. Oh. It was more of a, hey, you know, I told her no. It's basically keeping you in the loop. But oh, then... Like, you want me to look like the bad guy, huh? You want <laughs> me to be like, yeah, nah. No, my one point. I thought that's why you sent it to me. I'm like, no. So then, yeah. So I felt bad. So I go inside and I I find that she's crying. So 
So then I was just like talking to her and I was just like, you know, there's a pandemic out there, you know, it's just, you know, tough. But then I thought about it. I was just kind of like, she hasn't seen her friend in so long. This will be like the one day out of like, who knows how many other days we're going to get to, you know, go out or this and that. So I just basically told her, I gave her a K95 mask and I said, keep this on your face the whole time. Um, but just go and enjoy yourself. Gave her what, 50, 40 dollars spending money? Okay. No, because no. So this is something I also wanted to talk Bro. about. I forgot. <laughs> no, this is something... Bro, I was in. Let me tell you, so I was getting fifty dollars when I was going out. I was lucky. That's I got the thing. Dollars, bro. But that's the thing. Like, remember when we used to go out with like trip, go um on trips with friends, with schools, with the church, the center, and you know our parents, you know, God bless them, they didn't have it like that. So we were lucky if we got ten dollars, like you said. I used to get three or five dollars. If I got ten, my mom probably did an overtime, or she felt good, or you know. So was like, yo, go, go, go ahead and put some lettuce and tomato on that sandwich right there. <laughs> <laughs> I want that extra mayo. <laughs> no, man, I feel forty today, like. No, but remember, like we used to go out, and then like we passed these like souvenir shops, or you know, other friends in the group or in the pack would go into these stores, and then they buy you know little things, knickknacks, so that they could take home. And, you know, treasure the memory of this outing. And I used to be that one kid who can't afford anything. And you know them souvenir shops are expensive. So I was just like, you know, let me put a little spending money in her hand so that she doesn't feel like she's, you know, like she can't afford this. Or, you know, you're looking at prices, but you're putting things back. In a sense, I didn't want to, I didn't want her to have that feeling. So I gave her the forty dollars, and Tammy and you guys are on the same page for whatever reason. What he said, but she he said the same thing. He was like forty dollars. <laughs> what happened to twenty and ten dollars? And and I spoke to her today. She was like, she spent thirty five dollars. She spent yeah, she, she bought dollars. She bought a Billie Eilish uh, sweatshirt. And I thought that was so cute. You know, she's wearing it now. She, she's in love with the sweatshirt. So it's just like a memory. And then she went out with um, her friend and her parents, her friend's parents. So, you know, you can't be out here, you know, you know, looking any kind of way. So I was just like, I was excited for her. She had a good time when she came back. She had so much fun that she was so tired. They, I heard they slept the whole ride back. And then um, when she got back um, within like 10 o'clock, she was out. So, grand old time. This girl got privileges I did, yo. Like, what ball was like, make sure by six, seven o'clock you back in the house. Right? No, she was back by seven, but oh. they were, they did so much, I'm assuming, because they went to watch a soccer game or whatever. And they did so much. They went to the beach, this and the third, walking on the sand. So, when they got back, I guess she was really extremely tired. So, it doesn't go to sleep at 10 anymore so which is which was very weird to me so but it's funny because the whole time I was like I'm praying when they left I took down um her friend's father's license plate number so <laughs> I still have that like hovering mother syndrome that which I can't let go but I know but it, it, it it's to the, yeah 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 I can't even say like, I'm gonna give you my child and not right 
Right. So because so now remember, you know, your friends invited you somewhere, right? And you're just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go ask my mom. But your mom never said to you to have that friend's parents call me because you're not going anywhere on the word of your friend. You understand? You're 11 years old. So you can't make these decisions. So it was just like a back and forth with her and her friend. Like, oh, do I get, can she call me now? Can she? And then, so they didn't understand it. I had to sit her down and be like, yo, you're 11. You know, yeah, your friend invited you somewhere. I'm cool with it. But I just need your friend's parents. And my so they was like, oh, why don't you call that? No. <laughs> I am not begging you to go anywhere. If I had it a say in this, you would stay your ass home. However, have your friend's parents call me. And we have like a semi-good, not semi, we have a good relationship. I know the parents and things like that. I know their names on name basis. I know where they live. This and that. So it's kind of like, you know, the parents are friends. Um, we know each other and the kids are best friends. So I was just like, have your friend call, have your friend's parents call me. And then, you know, we could talk about, you know, what do you need to bring? So if I didn't call, if they didn't call me, I wouldn't have known she needed a bathing suit. I didn't even know what they were going to do. So it's just funny because I keep saying to myself, you know, I want Soleil to, when she goes away to college, I want her to go away. I want her to experience college. But before college, we can't keep her in the house so um, restricted from everything else to the point where when she does, you know, when she is set free at the age of 18 or 17, and then she goes wild. So I kind of had to loosen the grip just a little bit, not to the point where, you know, she's going out to parties on like 12, 13 years old. However, let her go out, let her go to the mall, drop her off, this, that, and the third, you know, when we can reopen um, so that, you know, come college time, she's not a wild child. I, this was back and forth. This was me and Terry back and forth yesterday. He was like, $40? Bro, I was thinking the same. <laughs> lock, her, lock her inside her room to send it there. I was like, listen, she's, you know, remember being that age, wanting to go out with your friends and your parents was just like, nah, fam, you're not going anywhere. Exactly. You know? As a result, you, you, you still here, man. I, well, true. <laughs> true. I was praying a lot yesterday. <laughs> As a result, the person who kidnapped you is not on uh, America's Most Wanted. <laughs> And they're doing reenactments of the situation. Oh, God. You know, the age progression picture. <laughs> on a random day. So, yeah. Oh, uh, so. She, she's enjoying that. Um, I just figured, like, I need to loosen the grip a little bit, stop being the hovering parent so much to the point where I'm, you know, restricting life, you know, experiences of her being you know, a preteen. We have almost a preteen. So. I got you, know? you. But yeah, that's pretty much what's going on here. I got you. Alright, so we'll go into our first um, topic. Um, this is a popular podcast. I'm going to give credit to it. It's called um, Dear Dad. Um, it's one of our, my close friends, um, family member that did it and I was listening to an episode and it made me think like yo how was it 
how did not having a father influence how I live today and influence um, me as a man? And it was a topic that came to my head. Um, so I just want to ask you that question. I'll let you go first. I mean, correction, you have a father. I have a father. They're both alive. They're just not in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I mean. I- if yeah, I didn't say I don't, that. Yeah, I don't I don't think well, you know, there's one major event in my life that happened that probably would not have happened if my father were in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think any other I don't think I would have been you know, different today. I'm not, I, I feel like... I, I think the better question is how 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 did your relationship with your father affect you now? Meaning like whatever relationship you had, good, bad, whatever, how is it affecting you in this present day of time? I don't think it is. <laughs> Maybe because of the, maybe because, you know, when they, when people say you don't know what you don't know, I don't know what it, what it would have been had I had a father in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it, maybe I wouldn't have been so much like my mother. Maybe I would have been a combination of the two, like the combination of the two, but. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause, hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm extremely like my mother, but if you were to sit my father and I down, we're alike a lot also in the sense of like, I'm very passive. Um, I'm very calm when it comes to, you know, I don't like to argue all this, that, and the third. So we're pretty much the same. We pretty much have the same docile temperament. Um, But I don't think anything... I don't know. I really don't think it would have changed anything other than, you know, um, obviously, but and I, I feel like I'm beating around the bush. Um, so when I was younger, about 14, 15, I was touched by my mother's boyfriend. So I don't think that you know, would have happened had my dad been in the picture. Wow. I didn't think you would admit that on the podcast. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's pretty. I, I don't know if it's known, but I've said it, you know, to in friend circles and things like that. But yeah, like I don't think it's something to hide. It's just something that's like you know, and I don't want to make it a, the topic of this topic. But like, I don't think that would have happened. Yeah, I don't think that would have happened. I really don't think that that would have happened. You know, I would have had that. You know what? Maybe you hear it is. So I probably would have had that confidence to tell my mom immediately, you mm-hmm. know, because maybe my dad would have sat me down at a very young age, you know, don't let them touch you here. Don't let this, don't let that, you know? So maybe that's the, the only difference, but I don't think. Um, I, I, I got to I got to mm-hmm. You don't have to. It's up to you if you want to answer. How do you feel like that particular event changed everything how do you um, think how do you think that event changed you so to speak oh I'm a hawk I'm crazy 
Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I thought she was doing one of those typical, I am crazy. I'm like, all right, okay. I take it to the next level. Um, you know, because I've been in that situation and so I know what to look for. Um, yeah, I'm very, like, Soleil already knows her body parts. She already knows, you know, places that, you know, people should not touch. Um, she already knows if she feels uncomfortable in any situation. She already knows she doesn't really have to kiss. You know how you got to, um, um, what's the, how do you say, Salia? Greet people, mm-hmm. um, greet all the Haitians and things like that when you walk into a room. She already knows she doesn't have to do it. I told her she doesn't have to do it. She already knows she doesn't. she's not supposed to sit on like a man's lap or something like that. So, you know, tickling those games. She, she like, I'm a hawk with her. So I don't let her go to any place, you know. I'm just, yeah, I think that changed me. And I think it should have happened as crazy as that sounds because otherwise I probably wouldn't have been as adamant or crazy as I am with her now. So I mean, it's a it's a life event. It happened and it happened. So I mean, no offense, you know, you're not the only parent here. I think um, even if that didn't happen to you, I would have been a hawk on it too. Because you know, I yeah, you being the guy. I specifically remember telling you to tell her about sex at five. You know, and you're like, oh my god, that's my baby girl. Um, let her be a baby. Why are you telling her about that? And what you? I don't know if you know why I, I, I asked those. I've never been touched. Just to make that clear, um, <laughs> I didn't want it to sound like I was with the teleconfession. But I, one thing about me is that my mom told me about sex at five. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so well, that's different. I'm not talking about teach her about there's there's there's, there's talking to her about sex, mm-hmm. and then there's talking to her about sex is a pleasurable thing. It's a very good thing. Then there's talking to her about something that you're in a situation where you don't feel comfortable and somebody is not supposed to be doing this to you. Oh, no. So I, think, I yeah. think one of the reasons why I'm saying this is that knowing about sex early, it helps the child understand like, when things are not going a particular way um, to... One, they know their body parts early. They're not getting that information from their siblings, um, not siblings, their peers, because that's the worst way to find out about sex from other kids. Mm-hmm. You know, what the hell do they, the other kids really know like that? So it's better if you told them. And two, I think that's something I always tell. Even though I've, nothing has ever happened to me, I know quite a few women with things like that happen. And I know quite a few family members which where things have happened like that. So that's always like a nightmare of mine. It's like, so you know, just like you say it, so they could tell you. I tell her that all the time. If someone ever touches you and said, someone ever touches you, you tell me. If someone said, don't tell mommy and daddy, you tell mommy and daddy. It's like mm-hmm. one of those paranoias because the unfortunate thing I've realized is that this is a common thing. And it's usually yeah. happened from family members. Right under your nose. Like, yeah. So, like, there's one particular person I know, I'm not going to say name, if he, if if another family member were to tell me, yo, he did something, I would be like, I, I, okay, I can see it. You know what I mean? I can see it. So, 
definitely on that. I didn't mean to go on a tangent on that, but that that's one of those things where it's like it's a very scary thing, and it's one of those things that I'm always, you know, I've always spoken to Soleil about that. And like you said, it's like if she knows her body parts, she knows how to identify them. She knows how to say, okay, this is what's going on. She knows like this is not supposed to be happening, you know, like. Cause that's right. a that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Oh, that's a, I, know. <laughs> I know. So that's why I'm. Maybe it changed me. Maybe I probably wouldn't have been so crazy. I don't know. You know, I always go with the thought that I would never be put in a position that I can't handle, and so that's probably the reason why. So who knows? <laughs> I got you. Mm-hmm. Um. As far Why do you as, think it changed you? I mean, I, I don't. I, I think I've said this on this podcast before. I remember going to, um, I remember going to therapy, and one of the biggest things is I thought I was going to therapy because of you know our failed marriage and how did it affect me and you know whatever, and then come to find out like good portion of the way I am and how I behave and has a lot to do with my relationship with my father you know right so as far as how it changes me it changes me in everything and everything you know like like um confidence um it changes me like i i, I had a conversation in the week right um a person had wrote something i wrote something a, a friend of mine had up his own podcast and he was talking about you know growing up his father don't he I guess the, the topic was don't let don't let women define success to you it was often you know some women because they attach their they attach their purpose and they attach who they are to what they do and his gist of what he was saying was don't atta- don't let them tell you what success is because for them you know success is ABC and some people have the habit of giving you, making you feel less than if you didn't accomplish what they have accomplished or whatever it is. Don't let women specifically? Don't Don't let women define your success. Oh, women that they're dating. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Don't let women you're dating define what success is to you. Some women you might get with them and they like what you do for a living, and then when they hear it, they're like, "Oh, um, are we, what are you gonna do about that?" Um, you know, or they make it seem like you're not ambitious enough, or you're not X, Y, Z. Um, this is a tangent, but follow me for a second. One of the reasons why, one of the reasons why, <clears throat> why um, this was a big deal for me is he was just saying how his father has taught him how. Um, don't attach all those things to who you are. You, you are a man based on who you are, not what you do, not what you can provide, what you can this, that, and a third. And I, it was interesting because I had a conversation with him. I was like, it's interesting you have that perspective because I had a different perspective growing up. My perspective from my father was, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're not really worth it. He, he probably didn't say it like that, but that's how it came across. You know, if you're not doing this profession, then you're not where you're supposed to be. Like, I, it's so funny. I, I never, 
realize some of the stuff my father. I remember one time my sister was reminiscing about what my father used to say, and it never hit me. He was saying, my dad used to tell me how, um, yo, if you don't have even a garbage man, if he, uh, he was like, even a garbage man, if, what did he used to say? He used to say, because, you know, in school, I wasn't always the best in school. <clears throat> and he used to tell me, like, when it comes to getting a degree, he was like, oh, you think you're going to pass here without getting your high school diploma? Even a garbage man needs to get his high school diploma. Don't think you're going to be something without it and all this other stuff, which is understandable, the message, but you don't understand how much that affects you till later on. You don't understand how much um some of the stuff affects you. And it's funny because with me, I think I get that from my, like a lot of the things my father used to say to me growing up with, I think I could have a hundred million dollars right now and still not acknowledge that I've made a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm more because of, because, because of my relationship with my father, I'm more prone to pay attention to what I don't do, what I didn't don't have and how, my shortcomings than to acknowledge where I am and, the progress that I've done. That's just me. That that that's okay. the, that's a that's a constant thing with me. Like it's funny, my I was in therapy yesterday and you know, I finished the class, the computer class I was telling you about. I did a preparatory class to it, not the actual boot camp. And you know, now they're telling me, yo, you are not alumni and these are the benefits of being an alumni to the um the class you could get um 15 no i think 10 percent off on um, the boot camp um if you try to get into it and i was talking to my therapist and she was like why is it that you're not acknowledging that you actually completed this course and how this is a big step towards your goal of you know changing your career and i was like a big step but what's the big deal like i'm not in the boot camp and she mm-hmm. was like yeah but you still accomplish something. And I was like, yeah, I never really pay attention to stuff like that because if I don't get in the boot camp, what's the point of all this? And she was just like, still that's an accomplishment. And I was just like, eh, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like yo, and it, it, that is me. That is me. But is that a bad thing, though? Mm, it's a bad thing where you can never see the good you do. It's a bad thing when you can never acknowledge progression. It's a bad thing. Like, it's it's a good motivator tool. Like, yo, I didn't get to where I want to be. Kind of like on some... I remember Kobe Bryant one time in the finals. They won a couple games. And it was like, oh, you're like three up. You're two up. Um, why aren't you celebrating? And he was just like, well, we didn't win the championship. We're not done yet. Yeah. yeah. That's a great tool. The problem with me is I could win the championship and still find, like, issues with myself. Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like, the, okay. the problem is... Because I took it as a way of, you know, mo- it's a good way to not settle for just the bare minimum. Yeah, it is. But it becomes a thing of you're never satisfied. It's a thing of you're never good enough. It's a thing of... And those are deep-seated issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are just deep-seated issues that I work through with myself. 
so I paid, you know, a therapist and all that other stuff. But, you know, that's, you know, I have a myriad of different things I could tell you about relationship with my pop, but that's just one of them. Um, and, you know, as far as him not living in the house, it's kind of like what you said. It's just I'm more like my mom than anything else. Yeah. You know, like my my pops is a very mild mannered person. And yeah, he is. Like, yeah, he's a very cool. oh, he just needs his teeth. <laughs> yeah, like when my, and my mom used to be growing, yeah, my mom's a type <laughs> A personality, hot head. So you could kind of see not that hard to see. Like people see my mom now and she's this Christian and it's like, oh my God. And when I tell them stories about my mom used to be wild, they're like, I can't see that. Set that they leave you crazy. I can't see it. But I got a temper because of her. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. when I had, when my temper was really bad, it was not that different from my mom. It really wasn't. Like, that's that's just really what it is. Him not being in the house just makes me very much like my mother. Like, I can't think, I can't, I could think of a couple traits I get from my father, but not much. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a lot of traits. Mm-hmm. You know, like unfortunately, one of the traits I noticed is like growing up, I used to always see my dad chilling in the house, my mom working her ass off doing chores, and he just with a newspaper. And my my my, my, my mom used to get on me like that. No, this that a third. So my mom used to get on my ass about doing chores and all that. But I do kind of see there's a lazy trait in my dad. Like, he's always chilling at the crib, you know, laid back. And I feel like I got that from him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I feel like sometimes with Soleil, she's like that. She's just, like, very content with being home, relaxed, or whatever. I feel like that's a trait I probably passed on when she was younger, when she was living with me. But that's one trait. Um, I'm a little calmer now. That's another trait. I'm not sure I got it from him. I think that's probably life lessons that has mm-hmm. done that for me. You know, like, like being having a hot temper was like, I'm sure your brother told you about the time when he was supposed to go buy a car and I got into it with the, the dealership, the dealer guy. I think you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you embarrassed him. And, and yourself. He was tight. He was like, yo, I didn't come here for that. Why did you get into it? You know? And then I look back, I'm like, being a hothead for what? What's the purpose of that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I got it from him, but I I'm sure it's just life that calmed me down. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like you don't need to be pissed off over everything, bro. It's not that serious. Right. So I'm trying to think like what I and it has to have impact me in some shape or form, but I just can't I can't see it. It's not something I can see. It's not something that is like in my face, tangible. I can't I can't um I don't see it. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Maybe you know, someone will help me dissect that, you know, but I don't see it. All right. I mean, it could be your mom was everything, and you didn't feel the need. Because I've heard, I've heard, you know, people say that before. Like, I don't miss what I didn't know existed. You know. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. I mean, 
you don't know exactly you don't know what could have been so not to say that my mom was everything but you know she was she, she was, was everything you would give her her fly she was it you know what I mean? She was it. She was just a type A. She was. <laughs> Your mom was no, a type she, A. She wasn't everything, but she she did her thing. I'm not even gonna lie. She did her thing, but you know Damn, I don't. She can't even give her mom credit, son. It's not that you know my issues with my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like she so... was in all, she wasn't everything. She was I. I was you know I was around. That's a, that's how you sound like the No, she did what she could do with what she had. Let's say it like that. I'm going to give, I'm going to give your mama flowers. She was working two jobs. She was, yeah. she had a roof over your head. You feel yeah. me? Like yeah. I said, when I told, when I explained to my mother what had happened between oh, that's... her boyfriend and myself, my mother chose not to believe me. So, for a long time, and this is going off tangent, but for a long time, and probably till now, I I always thought I don't love my mother. So when I needed her the most, <laughs> she was not. So she did what she could do with what she had. Like I said, <laughs> and... damn, I'm a mom business, right? <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm, I'm out here trying to praise your mom, and she like, yo, let's check this out, man. I'm a... <laughs> I'm about my business. My fault, bro. Like, yo. So, when I needed her the most, like, she I was not there. what I said. For real. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> okay. uh, or you know, or you choose to forget. I don't know nah, what's I wrong know. with you right now. Clearly, I know. But I'm just, you know, giving her, her credit for other things. You know, she yes. had shortcomings. I gave I gave her all the credit. She worked two jobs, roof over our heads. She did it on her own at some times, this that, and the third. However, <laughs> so you said what you said. My I bad, said bro. what I said. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that. I I don't I don't I don't think so. Now my father and I, well, not now, but up until recently, we we reconnected and. Um, we're trying, but lately, I don't know, he changed his number, I changed my number, and then we lost contact again, so it's, Terry will ask me, don't, you know, don't you miss him, don't you want to call him, and it's just kind of like, I never had that to begin with, so I'm not missing anything, my life will move on, I just treat it as if, you know, homie's not there, it is what it is. I think it, it it begs to be said though that you've met you met your dad like only what three four years ago. No, I knew him. Well, I, I okay. So growing up around, I want to say eleven, twelve, thirteen. Um, he came around. He tried to reconnect, and then my mom had issues, and you know she didn't want. I, I think she wanted money and he didn't want it because his wife, he didn't want to give it because of his wife, this kind of thing. I don't know the logistics of that, but he came around, he tried, but then it didn't catch, it didn't take. And so we reconnected about, I want to say four years, three or four years ago. And then we lost contact about, I want to say six months ago again. So, okay. 
Um, I, listen, he was here. He wasn't here. He was here. Then he's not here again. It's just, I may be a broken person and I don't even know it, but like, it is what it is. I, I, I can't sit and, you know, cry about what is in my life. I just have to keep moving. I have a child to provide for. I had to, uh, a child to take care of, you know? So it's up to me, like, now to break those curses. And this is one of the reasons why I nod at your neck when it came to us being, you know, good on good speaking terms up until now. I mean, to the point where we're good friends. Like, you were going to be there for Soleil. Yeah, I get that. Like, no, I, no, no, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. You were going to be there for Soleil regardless. But I wanted Soleil to see us as good friends. I need her. I need her to understand that we're good. You know, yeah. so that's all. I think it it, it, it kind of ties into the next topic where I was talking about like breaking curses and breaking um, like longstanding um, systems that our parents passed down to us like the other day. So here's the next topic. So the other day, the you know, we're talking and we're having a good time, Terry, Soleil, and I, and we're in the kitchen and we're just having dinner. And then I guess Terry said something to me and I was talking. And then I guess Terry started to talk over me. And then Soleil was just kind of like, but wait, can you let her finish? And Terry took me into the room. You know, we had this conversation before. Soleil butting in to our conversations this that and the third you know we shouldn't let that happen blah 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 and I'm just kind of like I I could see his point I could see his point because this is how we were raised um adults are talking children should not interfere but I think that stems down from slavery the whites yes (laughs) hear me out where did you get (laughs) on Hear me out. I I don't know. It just in my head, my it was like mind blown. So think of it, you know, the masters, the master's family, they're having dinner, they're chatting, and then you have the servants kind of standing around the room, you know, not saying a word. They're not butting in, they're not talking. So I feel like all of these things were passed on, even to the way our parents used to beat us. That's some slavish. Like, you can't take a belt to my back all because, you know, <laughs> I did something wrong. And granted, I'm a better person, maybe. I'm still traumatized from it, but I'm a better person, maybe, because of it. But all these things, we need to just kind of, like, sit, talk about it, and understand why is it that we're saying that kids should not be part of the conversation. If we're having a conversation that kids should not be part of, take that to the next room so that the kid doesn't hear about it. But as for any other conversations that I'm having with Terry and Soleil jumps in, I think it's all fair game. She can just kind of chime in with her points because you don't want her to feel like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't want her to feel like stifled or stumped. I can't find the word, but pacified? you, 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 pa- not pacified. 
not pacify, but you don't want her to feel like she can't have an opinion or her opinion is not welcome. If you are having a conversation about dildos and butt plugs, nah, of course, take that someplace not. else. But that's what I'm saying. Take that someplace else. However, if a conversation is being had around her, she has, she can give her opinion. And I broke it down to him just like that. And now he's on the same team as I am. Okay. What's your, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, (laughs) He said he's not all the way. Listen, that slavery and all this other thing. I didn't I didn't see that that aspect of this at all. But But um, do you see the correlation? Do you I see mean, the connection? That's how we grew up. But that's slavery. It's not it's not just when adults are talking, kids are not supposed to butt in. It's I feel like they got that from when the rich folk are in here talking and they're having a conversation where everybody's jumping in, including their young ones. What were y'all talking about? We were... What were we talking about, babe? No, we were talking about... What were we talking about? About the food? Some food thing we were talking about, and I started to say... Huh? Oh, we were talking about jacks or something with food. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Jax um, went outside and he smelled like outside. But yeah, and I, and I was saying something and then he said something over me. And then so they were just kind of like, yo, can she finish? And, it's, and he just took it as, you know, she should not, you know, be butting into adult conversations. And I agree if it's a conversation that should not be had in the presence of a child. Now, if it's a conversation that should not be had in the presence of a child, it should be held I mean, had in another room. But think of, like, back to what I was saying, but think of, you know, the masters, the rich folk, you know, having... How did, so- how did Soleil say it, though? That's the... It doesn't matter. But she said it in, like, a joking way, too. Like, yo, bro, can she finish? Like that. But Uh-oh. she... It's, it's a conversation... Like, think of masters, the rich folk having a, a conversation that is, like, back and forth. Everyone's giving their opinions, including the younger um, the younger kids of those rich people and, you know, masters, this, that, and the third. But you see the slaves and things like that. They're just kind of, like, standing around they can't say anything and god forbid one of them says something it's like you know so we need to break that and leave that in the past whereas you know she can be part of the conversation she can give her opinion and then that's how I feel like you'll have uh, a kid who is advanced and who a kid who does not feel like it's wrong for her to butt into a conversation when she's in corporate. Like, let's say she's in a meeting in boardroom and, you know, she may not feel confident enough to give her opinion. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm raising a little CEO here or an executive branch, a, a CFO, you know, something, a chairperson. You know, I need for her to be able to you know, express herself. Express herself and not feel like she can't. 
He's on board with me now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like this is one of those calls I don't really know. Um, because you try to you go deep into it, I I don't I don't know. That one is um. I don't know. I would have to be in the room to understand. Um, I would have to be in the room. I don't understand. Like, what, what don't you understand? Um, so, do you think it's okay for a child to be in an adult conversation that is PG? If I am talking around her? Yeah. Um... How personal is the conversation if I'm no, around her? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're having this conversation around this kid, that means it's, I feel like they can give their opinion. If they hear something that's kind of absurd or something that's funny, they can laugh. They can, like, well, that's, you know, different or that's like, you know, I don't think she should be told, you know, don't butt into adult conversation. If you're having an adult conversation, you should not be having it around the kids. I get it. I guess for me, I I I don't know how to relate to because I'm the king of cutting people off. You know that, like okay. you know what I mean. <laughs> you could be a mid sentence, and I'll, I'll introduce something else to cut you off. <laughs> so I guess I'm a little perplexed why she's probably never done that to me. Um. But I don't know. I have to be there. I don't understand. I I, I don't know. No, she didn't cut anyone off. Mm -hmm. She just came in with her opinion. Well, and this is not the first time Soleil's done this. And this is not the first time Terry's pulled me into a room to be like, when the adults are speaking, (laughs) you understand? She can't butt in. And he he feels like this is the way he was raised. And this is the way I was raised also. Like, when I play, Simon Pa interfere. You understand? So, mm-hmm. I understand it, but like, and this is not just the, this is not, my point isn't just, you know, kids should be able to butt in. My point is, we need to stop with this slave mentality that our parents push down on us, whether it's beating whether it's kids jumping in into a conversation. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, we need to stop with that. Um, You know, we need to to break, like those memes say, break those generational um, ties that tie us back to the slavery era. Mm -hmm. Feel me? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know, like, like, Cause you made it deep, so I'm like, all right, I'm trying to process it as we're talking. Mm-hmm. I'm Just trying to process it. The, 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 my thing is, let's not treat our kids like slaves. That's okay. all. That's all. And then certain things that, yeah, our parents, you know, raised us with, we can change it. You know, certain things like Soleil will do, and I'm just kind of like, oh, she'll spill water on the table like I know some people's parents who just probably would have flipped the table for that but I'm just kind of like he spilled water I well my mom actually said this to me and surprisingly she said this to one of her friends it was like if my kids break something it's not a big deal I could have broke it too 
I've heard him say that. And it, I, I kind of was brought up with that mentality. I can make mistakes. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the kid, you and as an adult, you don't learn by being screamed at. You don't learn by being um, hit with a belt. So why do you think, you know, this kid needs to learn like that? You can just talk to the kid. So all these things that we they, that were passed down to us, it's up to us right now to change these things. That's, depends. that's my point. It depends on the kid. You feel me? Some kids deserve an ass whipping, but it really depends on the kid. Um, I feel like every kid can be spoken to. If you started like that with them, every kid can be spoken to. Yeah. I feel like every kid can be spoken to. Um, it all depends on the parent because I remember taking a psychology course back in back in school. And I remember the professor said, um, have you ever seen a kid with ADHD interact with their parent? It's like watching two people with ADHD. So it, not to say ADHD comes, it's like something that you learn, but it's something, and not specifically ADHD, it's certain mannerisms, the way the kid is, it's all learned from the parents so if you let me tell you something man i saw a video the other what was it last month like i was saying something but go ahead no 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 because i hear what you're saying Uh i saw a white family right this dude just bought a flat screen tv he he's setting up the flat screen the boy walks in and is pulling the flat screen to throw on the floor he, his the mom and the dad is like, stop it! You shouldn't be doing that. Stop it! You know. And I'm looking at the situation. I'm like, that's funny, whatever. Then the kid ratcheting up, ratchet up his craziness. He takes a hammer, right, <laughs> and starts jabbing at the brand new. I think it's like 54, 55, and whatever, right. And he's jabbing at the TV, and I'm looking at the parents. They're like, stop it. And then they hold his hand as the dad put it on the mantle. Then he escapes and starts jabbing at the TV. And then, again, they're like, stop it. Mind you me, this kid looks like he's like 8, 9, or 10. Okay? He's like, stop it. Whatever, right? Before you know it, the, the image that was on the TV starts to distort. And he's hitting the TV, hitting the TV. And the family is like, oh, look at what you did. You ruined it. Bruh. And like you said, this kid is eight. I'm giving him my ass with Vegeta. Like, no, but what I'm saying is like, this kid is eight. Like, I'm not saying tolerate oh, like, your kids' um, mis- uh, mischievousness, if that's even a word. I'm not saying tolerate that. What I'm saying is you can talk. They to spoke the kid. to him on multiple No, but, that, but that's not to say that in previous, in prior um, occasions, they didn't, you know, let the kid go crazy. I'm saying if you start with a good foundation as to, with talking to the kid and not saying no, 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 how about you say, instead of doing this, how about you do this? Or don't do this because this will happen. That's another thing our parents did to us is that when they tell us don't play with the electrical sockets, they didn't tell us why. Now, as a kid, 
as a very um, curious kid, I'm going to put my finger in that socket to see why this person is telling me no. So if you just talk to me and say, well, don't put your finger in the electrical socket because you will get shocked and you will die. You will no longer be here. I think the kid will understand. That's one of the only times I've ever hit Soleil. With the electrical socket? You probably just told her, nah, fam, don't touch it. No, she was two years old. I'm playing PlayStation. I could see her from the floor. I mean, two, that's different. You got a cover of the electrical. That's that's bad parenting. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. First of all, (laughs) you got a cover of the electrical socket. Two is different. I'm playing my PlayStation. I look to the left of me. I see Soleil with, with my keys. And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, what is she doing? She's, <laughs> she's like, about to unlock something. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, she, she's going through each key. And she picks a key. So I'm still looking at her like, what the heck is she doing? But see what she's she doing? Takes... She's she's actually mimicking you when you're when you're unlocking the door. Yeah, but it got <laughs> it got pretty crazy when she picked the key and about to put it in the socket. <laughs> like that, when I tell you, why I, am I like, laughing I at the potential? I, of my I child being her, electrocuted. I spanked her, but when I tell you, I was so like I was shaking after that, like how like this. <laughs> but. I don't know. All but saying, remember the kid. I'm not saying I'm a great parent. I'm not saying I wrote the book on being a parent. Like, I have my shortcomings too. But remember the kitchen. How we told her, no, the kitchen, you, you can't go in the video? kitchen. Huh? When she kept no, on saying stupid. No, but like, remember the kitchen. I, I think I do. But remember the kitchen. We told her, no, don't go in the kitchen. Every single time she would go in the kitchen, I take her and put her on the outside. Go in, take her. To the point where she just didn't go in the kitchen anymore. So they used to stand at the door and talk, the door of the kitchen, and talk to me from the outside because it's just, you're, you're, sh- it's, it, in a sense, you're training the kid kind of like a dog. You're training the kid, like, you will get positively reinforced if, I mean, you will get, um, uh, not congratulated, you will get rewarded for doing this. However, if you do that, you know, I won't reward you. So it's it's kind of like training a dog. You're talking to the kid. You're being civil with the kid instead of the whole beating. Because some kids, the reason why they're the way they are is because of the beatings. You don't think if your parents would have spoken to you, you probably would have come out to be okay too? Yeah, but sometimes I deserve to be. Don't <laughs> be like, I'm like... I've done things where I can acknowledge that I deserve that. I understand. And those things are coming also. I I understand those things are coming also. But I do feel like you can start at a conversation rather than going straight to the belt. I think think for me, an ass whipping should not be your first result. That's the last result. Right. Like, like that should be the last result. But some of them need that because I know I needed it, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like all of the beatings I got had my mom just sat and talked to me and been a friend. And I'm not asking her to be my BFF. That's not what I'm asking. But I feel like if my mom would have sat down and spoke to me, like, hey, this is the reason why I'm telling you you can't do this because I'm afraid for your life, or, you know, this can happen, this, this, that, and that. I think I pretty much would have understood and, you know, avoided those beatings. But we need to stop. 
Whereas, you know, we feel we're the master of it all. And like, this is from when, you know, like I keep going back to is slavery. Like your masters would beat you. They can beat you for whatever reason. They don't have to tell you why they're beating you. You understand? So I feel like it stems from that. And we need to, all you parents listening, talk to your kids. Some of, some of the parents are gonna listen to you like she tripping. <laughs> talk, talk. Like, uh, she tripping. <laughs> I'm about to wax that ass. If you don't listen, I'm wax that. So why is it that Soleil listened when I spoke to her? Some kids are different. Like you know, be just. Like, I you, feel like every was, kid could be the same. Nah, bro, not that kid. I saw yamming at the TV. <laughs> nah. It didn't start from that video. It started from something else, from way back yeah, when. They were too when passive. the parent, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you can talk to your child, not on some no, don't they do that, talking, no, don't they do that. They were talking to that boy. That boy was acting crazy. Like I, I would have what, <laughs> like. This dude broke a brand new 55-inch TV, bruh. And all his parents was like, stop it. No. What are you doing? I feel like, I slapping, like, the, I feel like slapping the parents. Like, what are you doing? So that, that's my point exactly. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, you are aware that you could, you could mitigate this, right? You don't have to talk to him in this situation. You just bought a TV 55-inch and you seen him take a hammer to it. How about you take the hammer from the kid and put the kid in another room? Yo. It, 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 you know, you there are other options. So you look very saying. progressive out there. Like, I, I don't hate Soleil only because the last time I hit Soleil, she, like, I flicked her with, you know, when you flick something, mm-hmm. I flicked her wrist and she felt, she acted like I hit her with a bat. So I was like, oh, I, I'm going to chill. She ain't ready for the. The stuff I went through, so they's not ready. The stuff I went through, she she would have, she would have yeah. passed out. She would have started convulsing. Like, 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 so they's not ready. So I so just not ready. Ever, let me chill. You know I mean? <laughs> had the nerve to run to my mom. My mom was like, "Oh, Southfield, why you did that?" Meanwhile, your mom was a master beater, Bruh. <laughs> my mom was a sensei of mass workers, bro. Like. Like, you know what I mean? Son, like, my mom was the, the master of that. So, but, but each kid is different. But that's not my go to, though. Because mm-hmm. what's interesting with my father, I can count on one hand how much time my father beat me my entire life. Like, he was. You still fear him. You fear him. I was scared to death of my dad. I don't know why, what? man. You know what it was? One time my dad beat me, he pulled the belt. You know when he pulled the belt out of his um, waist? <laughs> like, he was. Like it was a sword, you, it came, it came clear out. You know when you pull it something and it like, like lubricated. It's, it's like pulling it, out of a sheep. My dog, you ever seen these samurais when they pull out the thing from the the slot? That's how my that belt came out on my dad's um, thing, oh, and okay. for some reason that always struck fear in me. I'm like, bruh, like this dude is the sensei of ass whippings. Like, yo, he don't come out often. But when he come out, he come out. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, I just feel like to our listeners who are parents, try it. Try speaking to your child. You don't learn by being 
assaulted <laughs> or abused. Actually, you do. I think you do sometimes. Okay. You don't, you yourself as an adult do not learn by being assaulted. Because, because you're an adult, so you're your faculties are much more developed than a child. I understand child, that. Children but how about you speak? How think, about, like I was saying, how about you develop those in the child earlier by speaking to the child? Trust me, it will work. The, per- the kid will feel some form of trust like, you know, I can trust her to ask her about anything. I can trust my parents to, you know, tell them. Like, if a kid does something in um, private, you know, they try to hide it from you. That's some kid who doesn't trust you. Oh, that's some so, kid that, that knew he did something wrong. Exactly. And th- it's like I said, and still does not trust you to tell you because he fears you will beat the crap out of him. You don't want that kid who's going to be in trouble later on when she's 15, 14, and feels like they can't call their mom. Feels like they can't call their dad. Try speaking to your kid. Listen, I'm just saying this is what works for me. Try it. It doesn't hurt. Just try it. Let's try it. See, for me, I, I think each kid is different. Like I said, me, I'm not, especially as a man, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to be putting my hands on so they like that. You know what I mean? So that's one of the reasons, many reasons I did. And I think each kid is different. Um, I think if I had a son, I probably would have gave him my ass whipping more often. Who knows? I, um, I wouldn't be like my parents because, you know, I remember one time, like four or five years ago, there was a, a video on social media of a, a mom beating her kid outside and I was like say bopwilly like yeah you know rooting on the mom but at the same time I'm looking at the ass when I was like that's how it used to look those ass women when you actually see it it's like wow that's like wow the way they used to go at us like that you know what I mean but at the same time I, you know I, I just feel like it depends on a child, and and I'm not. There's a certain age a child reach. You should not be hitting them. Like that's how. That's another thing too. So I just think like I don't want to make it a blanket thing where, yo, you should never hit your child. I just feel like there's a time for to be rearing your child and disciplining your child, but there's an age they reach where that should not be the case. And I do believe you should be able to speak to your kid. I feel like a, a ass whipping is the very last result. It should not be the first. And I think growing up, a lot of our parents, that was the first result. Like, they didn't, like, they weren't, I don't want to say sophisticated, but they didn't use their words. It was more like, yo, why did you do this? And then they going at you. They only have that slave mentality, so that's all. That's it. That's it, so. But anywho. But um, this is our penultimate episode. The next episode will be the last um, in this season. We want to take that avenue of, you know, having um, a break in between a couple of episodes just to, you know, relax and school is about to start. We need to figure that out. So we'll be on a hiatus after the following episode. So today is the penultimate. And then next week we'll have the last, um, what do they call that? The season finale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then... um, 
we'll be out on a break. But I'm not sure how long this break will be, but we'll talk offline of how, you know, we want that to be. Okay. I don't know what a penultimate is, um, but what? whatever. You don't watch Game of Thrones? Most it's the, of the episode audience. before the last. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> this is wow. the second to last episode to make it more simple. Anyway, you know. I'm just introducing words <laughs> for people, okay? Read a book. <laughs> uh, right, you know, this is the second to last episode, and um, I've spoken to people before, and they said they would, you know, sometimes they hear us talking, they're like, man, I want to interject, or they want to give their opinion about stuff. Um, our our um, social media is Avenue H Podcast. Um, is Avenue underscore podcast, Avenue underscore H underscore podcast. If you have any questions or any subjects that you would like for us to discuss um, coming the next season, please DM us. And um, looking forward to talk. I'm um, looking forward to the last episode. And um, we're out. Must social media is VJP twenty four underscore and minor VJP. Peace. And um peace, we're out. Nah.